welcome to Slackerwood podcast number 13, all about Fantastic Fest podcast. We have Zach Carlson, programmer at Alamo Drafthouse, who's been programming for Fantastic Fest with us. We're just going to talk about Fantastic Fest today. And let's good. not pretend we're going to talk about anything else. So I'm Jet Kernian. I'm Debbie Serta. I'm Jen Brown. I do want to mention that we are outside right now on the patio at Alamo South Lamar. So if you hear any weird bird noises, skateboard noises, or car noises, that's why. A random flute playing. We had the flute playing earlier. Yes, we did have a flute. This is a place where you'll probably be spending a lot of time if you are at Fantastic Fest. Yes. So, and Jen has been writing a lot about getting ready for Fantastic Fest. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. We've done a series of... Fantastic Fest training because there's a bunch of us who've been talking about Fantastic Fest for about six months and someone like me who doesn't drink that much normally needs to build up alcohol tolerance. We've talked about <laughs> alcohol tolerance because there will be plenty of that. Sleep deprivation because you won't get any sleep as it's literally starts around 11 o'clock in the morning, goes to like 2 o'clock in the morning but there's very little time in between there and things like um, are in a line, you're going to be making lots of friends so don't not talk to people. Yeah. And apparently I'm having issues talking right now because <laughs> I'm sleep deprived going into the festival. Which um, I think you told us not to do. I did. And I've been trying to work on that and, and fate has not been cooperating with me. So Zach, do you have any quick Fantastic Fest training tips? Anything somebody should be doing now? Avoid hunger. Avoid sleep. Avoid, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're in a, if you're in a dating relationship or married to somebody, just pretend that they don't exist for a week and a half. Oh, so this is like Vegas. Right. Don't forget to right. pay your bills. Oh, I don't mean for dating's sake. I just mean that you're not going to see them. Oh, but okay, yeah, right. nobody hooks up at a horror festival. Nobody has ever had sex that comes to this thing. So it's not even <laughs> the filmmakers, right? I doubt it. <laughs> it's There's a, a group of help. people laughing right now, but we won't go into that. I, I do have to agree that it's kind of uh, chip who is our audio engineer, and uh, and also my husband and I have found it's better to pretend like it's an out-of-town film festival Yeah, for you, the purposes mm -hmm. of getting to see him. Yeah, you just get completely absorbed yeah. in it, and uh, it's like the most exciting and, and, and rewarding car crash ever because everyone around you is either, like, <laughs> drunk or, you know, showing the film for the first time so they're completely nervous or, you know being completely disgusted by the content on screen, so it's just kind of an assault. And so you have to just completely lose yourself in it, or else <laughs> yeah. you'll be overwhelmed and start crying. <laughs> and there's no crying at Fantastic Fest. No. no. So what else do we have? We have some, you've got some more yeah. prep stuff for us. We're going to do a restaurant fest. guide, give you some tips of the places to look online for more restaurants, and then some of our favorites. Like there's now a Moo Moo's Mini Burgers across the street that has decent burgers. Not that the Alamos are bad, but sometimes you just need to take a little break. Well, it's outside. In and case it's you outside. want to actually be outside at all. And your legs have to move to get over there, so you get some <laughs> circulation again because you're sitting on your butt for so many hours. And we're going to do a little transportation guide and mention things like there's a UT game on Saturday during Fantastic Fest, so you might not want to go too far north of the river next Saturday if you don't have to. Um, other transportation options like uh, getting a cab online, if your phone happens to die because you forgot to charge it, the different bus routes that service the area, yeah. and being nice to the local residents and not parking in their neighborhood. I'm hoping the parking isn't bad enough that people even have to think about that. 
I don't we'll think see. so. Jen brought up a good point. I know that one of the things she talked about was hygiene and stuff, but I find that seriously, carry a little carry, carry breath mints with you. You're going to spend many hours in the theater with folks in the close proximity, but don't forget to bring your phone charger or your laptop chargers. I know a lot of folks will be running around yeah. and going, where can I buy this or that? So. I have, yep. during Film Fest, I've taken people to Office Depot because they traveled here without remembering a charger of some kind. So if you're listening and you're from out of town, pack your chargers now. And there is a pharmacy that's open in the same little plaza. So if you need something yeah. immediate toiletry-wise, there's something there. I'm, I'm noticing that the Wi-Fi is real good out here on the patio. And we've, we've got power connectors all along the side. And so we're just all set up doing our podcast. And that would be really nice during the festival. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim mentioned that he beefed up the Wi-Fi from last year. There were people who were having issues. I didn't when I was here, when I attempted to actually do work which didn't last too long, <laughs> but I had no problems connecting and the power cords were great for keeping the laptop charged and it's all good. And there will also be uh, Wi-Fi in the highball the down, high the, uh, down at the other end of this, this Alamo strip mall or complex or what <laughs> I, strip mall sounds kind of derogatory, doesn't it? The Alamo uh, vicinity. Debbie and Jen and I took a little tour yesterday with Tim League and we will have some photos from that being posted very soon and yes they will have wireless and uh, that might also be a nice place to sit have a drink and I, I'm not gonna get work done in there it's just too interesting yeah especially because as soon as he said there were what over six at least 16 Texas beers that are gonna be on tap I'm gonna have to try <laughs> out and, you know try those out and bowling I mean my goodness isn't fun I think they said the lanes are from like 1959 or something this is where the, oh, the, the machines the machines uh, the pin setters and stuff. So, yeah, really excited, getting giddy. And the whole that they're the lanes are league certifiable. They're made by the same person yeah. who put them in the Nixon White House. Did ours, so they're American. That. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Congress they, of um, Bowling certified quality or something <laughs> like that. I don't know bowling that well, but I remember reading it in the highball blog, Most they, uh, which we will link to for you. Yes. Most importantly, though, no late night runs to Austin karaoke anymore because <laughs> of the private karaoke rooms in there. That is just, that's awesome. Yes. That would be great. Fabulous. With alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I, this is an excellent time for me to point out that we will be doing all kinds of daily updates photos, all kinds of fest. We have more festival coverage for Fantastic Fest for Slackerwood this year than we will have before because we have more people. Interviews, reviews, unless you're like drinking too many beers when you're supposed to be writing your reviews. I'll keep the Debbie. video camera going. <laughs> I promise. Audio, video. And you can find this. You, will, you can always find this stuff on our website, which is slackerwood.com. We'll also all be posting to our Twitter feed, which is twitter.com slash slackerwood. So keep an eye on both those places, or you may see us at the festival. There is a rumor that we may even have slackerwood t-shirts that we are wearing. So then we will be very easy to spot. Debbie, I think there, there's been some more Fantastic Fest news in the past week that we haven't even, it's so new that we haven't even posted it to slackerwood.com yet. Can you give us a little rundown on that? Oh, definitely. Uh, one of the big things is that, you know, a lot of folks will come and they'll get the badges and the VIP badges sold out in record time last year. I think it was like 45 minutes like that, such as that. For those of you who live in Austin or nearby and want to experience a little bit of Fantastic Fest uh, but, but can't be here to get, make the whole thing, there's going to be some really great gala fests going on, some gala um, premieres with uh, VIPs in attendance. 
and they'll be held at the Paramount. So the nice thing about that will be that uh, it'll be a combination of both attendees from the festival as well as the general public. Uh, these include the opening night film on Thursday, September 24th, 7 p.m., The Gentleman Broncos, which stars Jermaine Clement, Sam Rockwell, Mike White, along with the filmmakers who will be, uh, be there for that. And then Friday, September 25th at 6.45 at the Paramount is Zombieland, which stars Woody Harrelson. So he's always a riot every time he's in town, especially the Paramount. It's just, it's definitely something yeah. to, uh, to experience. Uh, followed by that next day, there's actually two, The Vampire's Assistant with star John C. Riley. Josh Hutchinson is also in that, and uh, that will be Saturday evening. Then followed promptly on the hills with one of my, f my favorite zombie guys, director George, uh, George A. Romero, who was here for Fantastic Fest, I think, in 2007. But this will be at Paramount, 945 on Saturday. If you've, if you've never gotten to go to one of the big Paramount gala screenings, I would definitely recommend uh, trying to attend one of these, just because uh, there's you know there's several of them going on, so there will be a possibility that there might be tickets available, but it's yeah. better to get them now than later. Um, what else we have? Uh, we've got four, are we up to oh, four secret screenings? Yeah, that, that are announced. Four. Yeah, that have been announced so far. Four and uh, those would be Zach will now tell us what they are. Uh, yeah, we're gonna show Milo and Otis. Yay! <laughs> 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 Maybe Batman from 1966 and Iron Man 4. Oh, Iron cool. Man 4. And then the, the fourth one, I'm going to leave a mystery. And Troll 3? No, just going to show Troll 2 Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. The uh, secret screenings, I don't know if uh, you guys did any coverage of the Star Trek world premiere that we had here. Yes, one Jeff of us here. did. Yes. Other people said, no, I don't want to see 10 minutes of footage. And that said, shut I want to see the up. whole movie. So in that, we're we're that still was kicking a, ourselves. <laughs> that was a case where uh, we had advertised we were just going to do a screening of The Wrath of Khan. And then uh, Tim League had orchestrated this premiere of the new Star Trek film, which actually ended up being the world premiere of it, uh, with Leonard Nimoy in attendance. Yeah. Oh, but, you're killing me. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't tell anybody, including the host of the show, which is Harry Knowles. He didn't tell his wife, Carrie. Nobody wow. knew. Wow. So uh, this is the case with, with half of the screenings this year. Uh, nobody on the programming staff or nobody else that's married to Tim League or anyone knows <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I know what a couple of them are, and people will be excited about those. But the other two could be anything. I kind of like not knowing. It's like yeah. not knowing. I'm not one of those people who shook the Christmas presents either right. to see what was in them. So I only shook them when they were kittens <laughs> or babies. Tim has told us there may be some other surprises that we don't know about mm -hmm. yet in store. Yeah, um, not necessarily as secret screenings, but just general excitement. And then also big news this year was that you have two theaters now that have the Sony Digital 4K, uh, so the movies are going to look really cool. Sunday morning there is a the, there's the 3D panel seminar for a few hours, right? Yeah, you know, run away from modern technology. Mm -hmm. I think that that event's going to be good. I'm amazed you're on Twitter now. I was forced oh, to be on don't, Twitter don't, by my employer. Don't ask Zach about okay. <laughs> <laughs> ask me some other questions. I don't think you're a power Twitter user. No, I decided to only do Twitters about Hitler for a long time, and then Tim told me I had to stop it. <laughs> yeah, you can edit it. <laughs> is the um, Avatar footage, do you know if it's going to be the same that was shown at, uh, was it no. Comic-Con, or is it different? It's, uh, we got exclusive, sorry. We got exclusive, uh, exclusive Avatar footage 
for this show. I mean, there's probably going to be some of the giant man smurf stuff that you've already seen. <laughs> and then there's also going to be like new stuff that shows, you know, kind of a broader array of uh, what they're doing for the movie. Something else kind of cheesy and cool, if you have your 3D glasses on in the lobby, the backdrop for the uh, the red kind of the red carpet photo thing in the lobby and also some of the pictures, I think, the stand-ups are in 3D. Yeah. So this is a very 3D-rific. I tried cool to see, see the, the, the picture online, but I couldn't get it to show 3D with my little real D glasses, but that may have just been me and my laptop. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's hard with the computer because it has to be matched perfectly, but... Uh, there is a new process of 3D that allows you to, you know, enjoy 3D on any flat surface if certain colors are used. It's a, this weird. Oh, sweet! Yeah, it's cool. insane. So you could actually be wearing like a 3D image on like the back of your shirt or whatever. It's just like they can not wow. do it anywhere. So I did not know 3D that. movie posters. We are actually helping pick movies for right. Fantastic Fest for people who might not know that. But I, uh, as a programmer for this year, I've been mainly focusing on uh, being the lead shorts programmer and oh, cool. also, uh, you know, coordinating a lot of the events uh, mm -hmm. that we have, the debates and the Fantastic Feud and 100 Best Kills and things like that. But the main reason for that is because I dislike watching movies on television when I could know I can be seeing them for the first time in a theater. So... I do everything I can to see all the Fantastic Fest films for the first time, uh, you know, on screen with an audience. I just think movies are infinitely better to be watched on 35mm or 4K digital projection. <laughs> uh, the eye rolls don't show up in the audience. With, with, uh, with an audience. So I haven't really seen very many of the features. I've seen some of them, but I've been avoiding it because watching Let the Right One In with an audience and seeing that movie for the first time that way was oh, yeah. an infinitely better experience than if I had seen it as a screener beforehand. So for all you people that are going to watch the movie on your iPhone, then just don't leave your house again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> so we should definitely be catching the shorts this year then. There's some really great shorts and there's uh, two shorts programs that have now become a custom at Fantastic Fest. One mm -hmm. of them is uh, called Short Fuse and that is all the shorts that are offensive or confrontational or abrasive or just have a lot of fluid in them uh, and we try to make that kind of the most like bone-breaking shorts program that's ever been put together at a festival uh, the other one is the animated shorts but we're pretty I guess uh, generous in our definition of what animation is so we can have as much variety and crazy stuff in there as possible and then there's just a lot of shorts that precede films uh, for me the two best shorts playing this year if I may drop a couple names really quickly sure, sure. One is called Heartbreak Motel, and it's, uh, I think it's one of the most original shorts I've ever seen. It's brilliantly hilarious, and it's going to make people really uncomfortable. And then uh, there's one called Makedas that I just can't tell you anything about, but it's the best short that I've seen in years. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't, one of Don, isn't Don Hertzfeld's latest short playing? Yeah, Don Hertzfeld's newest short is the centerpiece of the animated shorts program. The animated shorts program is called Drawn and Quartered. I'm not trying to take away from the features. I'm just saying that uh, I know as a fact that the shorts are very high quality this year and then uh, the features it's, I'm really looking forward to seeing a bunch of them but there's not as many that I've seen I, I loved uh, uh, 2007 it was Blood Will Tell Andrew McPhillips yeah that was just incredible I mean that's one of those things you see the short and just want to I want to see a full feature of it yeah a lot it's and beautiful it's, there's so many there's so many people that uh, have made shorts that say that they're going to be doing a feature next year and of course it's just such a different thing that yeah you know we're still waiting to see <laughs> these features come through and be finished because there's 
so much talent in the shorts film programs, but making 90-minute films is a tough job, I'm sure. We're going to be reviewing a bunch of these things. I hope some of us will be able to all catch some shorts and write about those, too. Check out slackerwood.com and our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash slackerwood, and you can find out exactly what we're watching and doing. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would give you Zach's Twitter feed, but you really... He doesn't want you to look at it. (laughs) No, he does. He does. It's and Fantastic Fest does have a Twitter feed. Yes, fantastic. It's just Fantastic Fest. One word. What are the special events that we shouldn't be missing? Well, I know we should miss any of them, them, but oh no, no, yeah, go ahead and miss some of them. Uh, But uh, (laughs) the the one that I think is going to be the most legendary, and I can't I can't give away exactly why this year, but uh, we have an event that we started in 2008 that's called fantastic debates and what it is is uh and normally debates are kind of a dry uh you know it would be a dry event at you know say the debate club in high school or whatnot Mm -hmm. but being that this is fantastic fest we wanted to make them more entertaining so there's going to be a few topics that are debated by industry professionals Mm -hmm. journalists etc but at the end of each debate uh and the debate rounds themselves are very short they have to have a actual boxing match. Uh, so, say people are debating... <laughs> I love boxing! <laughs> I, I may have to do this. <laughs> so, say people are debating the, you know, the value of George Lucas, which I think is kind of a closed argument, personally, but say... <laughs> <laughs> you love him, right, <laughs> I love. I can't get enough. Uh, <laughs> but say people are debating that, then regardless of whether or not their topics have been resolved verbally... They then have to spend two minutes punching each other in the face, and at the end of that, the audience decides who uh, is, you know, the victor in the argument. So. Um, and there's something you can't tell us. Well, about there's going to be yeah, there's going to be three rounds, and then there's going to be something uh, unexpected that happens. Uh, oh, and by the way, the referee for the for the boxing matches mm-hmm. is going to be Uwe Boll. See, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember, or if you don't, I'll just refresh your memory. Uwe. Uh, threatened to box film critics who were picking out his movies, and he did actually box. Uh, Last year, people had the option to debate and then box, or just do the debates. This year, there's no option. Everyone must get hit in the face. Uh, And it's going to be... We're actually trying to pit uh, journalists and filmmakers against one another who really do hate each other, so it's going to be as violent as possible. Oh, wow. Or or, uh, bloggers that hate one another. We're trying to really make this suspicious. I think I have to bring the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a question about the programming. Um, you know, we were talking earlier a little bit about the different genres and uh, such in regards to that. It seems like there's even more of a decrease in the science fiction kind of post-apocalyptic uh, programming. There's a lot of zombies, definitely, but so <laughs> what do you have to say about the whole the drop? Why is there that decrease in that? I mean, you know, primarily the issue is that we're at the mercy of what's actually being made. Uh, we have not... You know, we have we haven't backed away from our personal interest in science fiction, uh, and actually, the fact that there's a lot of zombie movies this year is very unusual because I think most people that are exposed to genre film all kind of silently agreed a few years ago that we've had enough zombies for a while. Yeah. Uh, but in this year's case, there were just a few films that happened to be very well made that starred zombies, so uh, we went with that. I mean, there's never going to be a point where we're disinterested in George Romero's movies because he's the founder oh, sure. of the genre, you know, as we know it. But, uh, you know, 
and of course right now we're seeing a zombie-like explosion of vampires so you just can't be selective I think you really just have to go with the best films made regardless of what you know genre or monster they're focusing on and I think that's why you know last year we had more science fiction because there was just more science fiction stuff being made mm -hmm. well that was offered to us this year there's a lot of people getting shot in the face because there's just a lot of really good <laughs> shot in the face movies that got made this year so there's one year where there seemed to be a lot of people being impaled but I can't remember where when what year oh, that yeah, was that, that was, was a fine <laughs> vintage impalement year and um, one of the things that that's really remarkable is it seems that as through the years you've definitely gotten a lot more representation from so many countries I mean from Spain from Chile from uh, Switzerland Canada we had a big Denmark year one time. Yeah, yeah last yeah. year. That's another thing that changes. It's the same thing as like you know how genres will kind of expand and then become smaller for the following year, and you know that just constantly cycles. But uh, we will establish, uh, you know, we'll suddenly realize like we have twelve filmmakers from Spain that are here all at once, and we didn't even mean to do that, mm -hmm. and they all know each other, and it's kind of this big party. <laughs> and uh, Spain was a huge one in two thousand and seven. We just had all these Spanish filmmakers, and then. Uh, this year we realized that like we have I think it's something like eight Japanese filmmakers coming out and a lot of them know each other and they're friends and, but it's just based again on the strength of the films and it just kind of worked out where suddenly there's this you know accidental focus on a certain country just because that country happened to make really exciting movies that year that really worked out well for us to include cool. but uh, yeah we've never had we haven't had a huge breakout from Fiji or anything like that yet so we're hopefully <laughs> going to see some of that next year. We almost had a big focus on uh, Nigerian uh, exploitation and horror films this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but then that whole package of movies just kind of fell apart because the people that were organizing it didn't organize it um. as well. They ended up uh, selling a bunch of it to cable instead of doing theatrical on it. But that would have been great because oh, that would have yeah. been totally different from all of the Asian films we've seen and all the Eastern European stuff. It would have been like a whole new thing. But we're going to try to get something like that going next year. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, Keep an eye out for that. Well, we've been talking to Zach Carlson, who is a fantastic best programmer and not that fond of Twitter, but you can see him in person. <laughs> You're gonna be fired. I'm sorry, we can cut that out. Keep an eye on slackerwood.com all through Fantasticus, which starts on Thursday, September 24th and runs through Thursday, October 1st. You can check out their website, fantasticpest.com, for the latest news. We'll also be bringing it to you on Slackerwood, both on our website and on our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash slackerwood. Fantastic Fest, as we've said, also has their own Twitter feed. Uh, Fantastic Fest, one word. You've been listening to podcast number 13. I'm Jet Kernian. I'm Jen Brown. I'm Debbie Serta. And our audio engineer is Chip Rosenthal. See you next time. Have girly night too, and it's like horror fan girls, you I know, know. And it's I like, know. all right, we're gonna show let the right one in and watch this chick in action, <laughs> you know, or something else with a strong women like kicking it. butt or slashing people or something. Or instead of girly night, we call it like women kick ass night. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> to, um, we're gonna start rolling.